0: hey guys welcome to her way podcast my name is juliana and this podcast was created to empower women in every aspect of life that includes career education relationships and most importantly self-development so keep listening and together we'll keep doing things her way hello everyone welcome back today i have with me emily bright And we're going to be talking all things fitness today, which is why I'm so excited. So Emily, tell us a little bit about you and where we can find you.
1: Hi, so I'm Emily Bright. I am a certified personal trainer and holistic health coach and lifestyle coach. Um, So I help women and men uncover what's been maybe holding them back or keeping them from achieving the results that they want with their health. So um, I could be found online at Emily Bright Fitness and healthcom or on Facebook or Instagram at Emily Bright
0: Fitness and Health. Nice. So what made you want to become a health and lifestyle coach?
1: Well it's kind of a funny story. It actually started when I was about twelve years old. I um I had discovered a workout video online and it was, you know, it was only six minutes long. And I decided, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. I I had some extra time one night and some energy to kill. And um, I couldn't even finish the workout. And it kind of like set me back a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I was really young. I should have had a lot of energy and I couldn't finish that workout. And it was kind of one of those like pivotal moments where I was like, something's got to change here. Like if, if I'm going down this road, I'm 12 years old. I can't even do a six minute workout video. Something's going on here and I want to change that. So it was one of those like, overnight experiences where the next day I started doing a bunch of research and educating myself on nutrition. I started exercising and it kind of all blossomed from there. And then my journey just kind of started from there.
0: Oh wow. And at such a young age. That's actually crazy. Oh my gosh.
1: I know. Not kind of your typical story, but yeah, it it happened and it was one of those just overnight things and it I kept going from there.
0: That's amazing. I know that with fitness, like me personally, like on my fitness journey, I struggle the most with knowing like how much to eat, when to eat, what to eat. So what do you think is the best way to start eating towards your goals?
1: Oh, that's a good question. And I think most people want to know what the answer is for that. Like, what is the perfect way to eat? And really, that's about you that's about finding what works best with your body um, because we all digest, we all absorb, and we all react differently to different eating methods so you you hear about all these different diets and how maybe they've worked for your friends, mm-hmm. like you know the keto diet, and oh, my friend lost thirty pounds, and I tried it, and it didn't work for me. Why? Well, our bodies are all different, and we react differently to um different types of diets and lifestyles so you just want to find something that's going to work for you but more importantly something that's going to be sustainable Um, and i think that's kind of where people get caught up is they're just looking Mm -hmm. for that that quick fix and um, their why or their reason behind it isn't powerful enough for them to go it long term so usually it's to just lose weight and, you know, look good for summer. It's not like a deep-rooted connection. A lifestyle. Um, exactly, exactly. So you want to find a, a kind of diet that's going to work for you long term. And it's going to make you happy. And it's going to provide a lot of balance um, and happiness for you. So whatever that is, it's a lot of trial and error. And it took me a very long time to figure out what works for my body Um and I definitely help help clients with that. So we kind of go into some deep inner work on why they want to lose the weight and what what foods fuel them and honoring hunger and fullness. So it's really a whole journey.
0: Definitely, I know the word dieting alone can be very discouraging to some people. Um, I know, like for me, I was like, "Oh, uh, well, I'm not willing to give up like this food or that food." So I tried like. Doing my macros, but even that was like, I don't know, it just was not for me. Um, so I try to do like more intuitive eating, I guess, just kind of seeing, like, mm-hmm. just kind of eyeballing things and seeing like what would work for me.
1: Absolutely.
0: But I know that diet is definitely like the biggest struggle. So you would say it just depends on the person, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What their goals are. And, you know, we kind of work through, um, what makes them happy because and what foods give them energy and what foods deprive them of energy. And that looks different for each individual person. Um, so I think it's really important to go about it slow, keep a log, write it down and notice your changes in mood and energy. Are you happy? Are you miserable? Is this food giving you life and making you feel good or is it making you feel sad and you know, creating this unhealthy relationship with food. So look at your relationship with food first. I think that's the most important part.
0: Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I definitely see where you're coming from, because I feel like if we try to make a diet or try to cut some certain food out or like label food as like good food, and this is bad food, like that's when we're going to start to build a really unhealthy relationship with food. And then ultimately with ourselves, So I do like that point that you brought up. And I know you also mentioned like you guide women through their limited beliefs. So how exactly does that process work, like guiding them through their limited beliefs? And what are some of the most common ones that women face?
1: Yeah, so what I do uh, with clients is we kind of go through this little process on what they believe about themselves what they believe about others in the world. So we kind of go through this whole entire journey, which is pretty deep in asking these really deep questions about ourselves and what we believe to be true. And what we find is that usually these beliefs are stemmed from early childhood experiences. And these can go back as far as like, you know, infancy and really early childhood Um So we kind of set up this space that is safe for us to kind of uncover, well, what do you believe about food? What do you believe about yourself to be true? And we kind of just visualize ourselves um, back in youth. And what did we see in the world? What did we allow ourselves to grow up believing? And how has that impacted other areas of our life? So uh, a most common one I see is not feeling good enough or constantly comparing or feeling like they don't have a voice that is worthy of being heard. And what happens then is that these beliefs start to be a trigger for us. And what do we reach for comfort? Usually that's food. And this end creates that unhealthy relationship with food, which can, you know, turn into perhaps binge eating or other unhealthy food behaviors and beliefs and then that can cause you know a lot of triggering experience when it comes to exercise because we don't feel safe like we feel safe when we feel in control because we didn't feel like we grew up with any sort of control or any voice to be heard. So it really impacts so many areas of our life. So um, I really love to help people uncover what those beliefs are, and then we go through a, a journey together of re reevaluating those and creating new healthy beliefs around food and exercise and our relationship with ourself in general and it creates such such amazing breakthroughs with clients and it's it's a really powerful experience
0: you know I really feel like that is something very unique I've never I've done personal training before I've never had a trainer kind of go into those details so i think that that's amazing because i do know that um a lot of women do struggle um especially like at the beginning of their journey i think it's very easy to just kind of like not see any results and then just kind of like go back to like old habits um and it could be for reasons like you stated, like, in our past where we don't feel like we're worthy. And I, I never thought of it that way. So I think that that's amazing. The work that you're doing is amazing. Um, what advice would you give to someone, like, just starting out who's really struggling to stay motivated?
1: Yeah, oh, g- great question. I love that question. And thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say. Um, my advice would be to first look at your why. and your why is basically your reason for wanting to achieve a certain goal. So if it's for weight loss, you want to start asking yourself some deeper questions well, why do you want to lose weight? What is what are you going to achieve from losing weight? Most people think I'm going to feel better about myself and then I ask, okay, well, what's important about feeling better about yourself? They may say, you know I may feel more attractive to my husband or I'll have more energy for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I ask, you know, you keep asking these questions. Well, what's important about that? Or, Or what will you be able to achieve from having more energy? And they're like, well, I'll feel better. And I'll feel, you know, like a better example for my family. And that is a much deeper rooted why than just simply wanting to lose weight. So once we really uncover our reasoning behind wanting to do something, we feel a deeper connection with it. And when we have that deeper connection, it's a lot easier to stay motivated. So that would be kind of my number one tip. And once you have that why, you can create these little anchors. Mm -hmm. And these anchors are little physical reminders in your environment that you use to help remind you of what that why is. So perhaps it's a photograph of you smiling. And that motivates you because every time you look at that picture, you think of, yes, I want to be healthy for my family. I want to see that version of me that is smiling and is happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. And you you put that somewhere where you're going to see every day and be reminded of that. And you know, these anchors can be a song, it can be a picture, it can be a quote, a screensaver, whatever makes you feel good and reminds you of why you're doing this. That's really going to help to keep you motivated and just keep reminding you of that that connection that you have with that goal.
0: You know, I love that you. I feel like you're doing a lot of inner work with these clients, and um, that's really important because without the mental, you know, like if you're not there mentally. Um, you probably will end up, because I know f- for me, I've given up a ton of times. Um, <laughs> I, I've i never thought of like doing a lot of the inner work Um, with something like fitness. You know, for me on the outside, it was always like, okay, like I want to lose weight. I want to look like this, you know, just always having that image in mind. And I never thought of like doing more inner work to see why my goals are the way that they are. So that, that's very interesting. It brings a very different perspective. I love that. And I know also another thing is many women face like anxiety at the gym for many reasons. Um, what are some tips for someone who wants to start going to the gym but feels uncomfortable? Mm, yes,
1: I know that all too well. Um, and I think that's something so many people struggle with and they don't know how to ask somebody to help them and they don't want to admit that they feel nervous so they just give up all entirely so again what i would suggest would be again focus on that connection so why are you doing this in the first place connect to your why and then just do a little bit of research if you feel uncomfortable at the gym you can either get a trainer who's qualified to help you um with all of those fears and to be able to show you what you can be doing in a safe space or even bring a friend with you. It's, you know, I think it's something that's underrated, but having a gym buddy is so powerful. Um, not only having that partner, but that motivation and it's, It's kind of an accountability thing too, right? So it makes it more fun. You get to spend extra time with somebody that you care about. And you're going to feel a lot less nervous having somebody else there with you. Um, Or if that's not something that you're interested in, if you're more of a solo gym person, which Mm -hmm. I understand, then do a little bit of research. There's so much available videos um, and content online, especially on YouTube, um, to see how machines work and how to adjust them. Because I think that's where people Mm -hmm. Yeah, get more intimidated is with, you know, strength training equipment and with, you know, the the weight corner where all usually yeah. all the guys are huffing and puffing, it can be really intimidating. And even for me as a trainer, it was kind of intimidating. But I did what, what I did is I just did my research. And I know that I'm here for myself. I put in my music, I put on pump up songs, and I don't even focus on anything. And Once you know that everyone at the gym is just focused on themselves and what they're doing, and they just feel as much anxiety as you do, even if you don't see it, um, it it makes it feel a lot better. So everyone's just there for themselves. They're not really too interested in in what you're doing. Um, We're all there for the same purpose. We all are worthy of being there um and just do what you're comfortable with start out small do some research and if you need to ask for help most people are are really really willing to help out and are really kind so i think just kind of initially getting over that fear just connect to that why do your research find a gym buddy hire a trainer uh there there's so much to do just you just got to take that first step
0: definitely definitely i know for me when i first started i would just like get some dumbbells go hide in a corner but <laughs> um yeah, 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 no, definitely. I do think I completely agree. I also wanted to get into some fitness questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of us, I know I can definitely vouch for this, hate cardio. <laughs> How would you recommend slowly getting into the habit of running
1: Mm, Yeah. Running a, a lot. I love running too. Uh, it's kind of like a, um, a love hate relationship almost. Cause once you're doing it, you're like, Oh, this is great. I love this. This is awesome. And then the next day you're sore or you don't want to do it again. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's just getting started. That's the hardest part. So what I would say is just Lower your expectations because usually we have these goals of going gung ho. I'm going to run ten miles and I'm going to do this five days a week. So what I would suggest is just pick a small goal and start really, really small. Um, maybe it's just walking at first for you know a ten minutes and then you run for little bursts of 30 seconds or 40 seconds and then walk again just to get the feeling of running and what it's like for your body you don't have to go full on like 20 30 minutes straight running at a Mm. go because that can be so overwhelming Um, so just start small do what you can listen to your body the cues from your body um and then slowly progress from there and you know a killer playlist helps for sure (laughs)
0: oh definitely definitely no I know I I think that's like my number one thing is I literally I struggle with running because I know that there are uh if I'm wrong I, correct me if I'm wrong I know there's like cardio and then there's also a hit workout mm-hmm. and um so hit is a lot more like intense than cardio so do you mind explaining like the difference between cardio and hit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it can be really confusing because you hear all these different terms and things and types of workouts and it's like, what's what? What's the difference? Exactly. What am I doing? For sure. So regular cardio is more um, called steady state cardio. So what that means is you're continuously moving at a steady state um, you're you're not changing speed or duration, um, you're just going. So say if you're walking on a treadmill at three miles per hour for 30 minutes, that's just cardio. That's, you're not changing anything, there's no variables, you're not changing the intensity or your speed. Now, HIIT training is high intensity interval training. So the keyword there is interval. So we're not going, um, full blast for a long period of time. What we're doing is we're going intense. So we're working pretty hard um, for about 20 or 30 seconds, like a very small amount of time. And then what we need to do then is rest. So it's short bursts of high intensity exercise followed by a long duration rest. Um, So what that does is it's basically allowing you to work almost as hard as you possibly can, but for a very minuscule amount of time. Um, And then you get a rest, recover for two minutes, and then you go again for about 10, 20 seconds of hard work. Um, And what this does is it allows you to work really maximally for short bursts of time, And you burn a lot more calories that way because it's something called the afterburn effect or your thermogenic effect. So what happens is because you're kind of messing up your um, homeostatic balance within your body because you're working really hard and then you're easing off, then working hard and then easing off, it takes a long time for your body to kind of recover and come back to homeostasis. So you're burning calories for up to 24 hours after that workout. as your body's coming back down to its its regular state, so HIT training is awesome. It's one of my favorites because it's quick, it's effective, and you you feel amazing afterwards. Um, I would just recommend that if you wanted to start incorporating HIT, that you do it. Sparsely, so not every day. You'd want to do it at least every other day and only like two to three times a week Uh, because it's so intensive. um, It is a lot on your body, so it's not something you want to be doing every day. Um, But it's great if you hate cardio because (laughs) it goes by (laughs) fast and you're so focused on the time and when you get a break and when you're going that it it just flies by. You're not just at a steady stage, just, you know, boring, doing the same thing. You're up and down, up and down. Um, It makes it a lot more enjoyable
0: got it okay yeah that was gonna be my next question how often should one do hit but just a couple of days a week so we'll do it i'm yeah. definitely gonna do hit more often than cardio because i am not a fan but <laughs> <laughs> um and then also for like new mommies um what do you recommend for getting in shape postpartum
1: oh um, another amazing question yeah postpartum um So obviously, you'd want to check with your physician when it is safe to begin exercising. Um, And that's different for every, every woman. And what I would suggest before even going about that is just lowering those expectations. You you hear so often how, oh, so and so just bounced back, they had a baby like six Mm -hmm. weeks ago, and they've already got their body back. And really, again, I would suggest looking at your reasoning, well, why are you wanting to lose this weight, connect to that why again, and start off small, have, you know, um, you want a goal, but you want it to be sustainable, not just getting my body back. Well, how can we break yeah. that down? What What are you really achieving? What can we work on that's something small and attainable that you can do comfortably and safely? Um, mm-hmm. So f- find what works for you. Don't torture yourself. You want to find something that you actually enjoy. So if you hate cardio, then don't do it. Do weights instead, or something that's going to be... Um, healthy for your body but healthy for your mind so if you're really hating what you're doing then you're creating more stress in the body than anything beneficial for you um, so find what works maybe that's you know a baby and me class or like going for walks in the park with your baby you can you can bring your little one with you um, or maybe it's dancing maybe it's cleaning in your your underwear whatever makes you yeah happy. <laughs> um, so i would just suggest trial and error figure out what what makes you happy what you can do and just aim to move your body when we hear the word exercise it can be kind of daunting and like you think of the gym you think of workout classes you think of you know something you don't want to do but yeah. if you think of it instead as movement Um, it's a much more positive word, right? And if you just aim to move your body every day in a way that you enjoy, in a way that you feel like doing, it's going to become a habit because you're enjoying the process and you're going to want to do it.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like that's very, very important because I do agree with you. There's a lot of like, you know, like the bounce back body. Um, Some women like have it, some women don't. So I definitely see how it can be so discouraging. But I love that. It's like little steps just to get you there because uh, I feel like we all have to remember it's a lifestyle, not just something for a short term. So I love that. Um, My next question, favorite glute workouts to grow the booty?
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite topic. <laughs> so um, definitely what I would start out with is some compound exercises, you want to look at the exercises that you're doing. So often you see online like these booty bands and squat challenges and all that, which is great. Any sort of exercise is amazing for you and your body and your your mental health. Um, But unfortunately, that's not really going to grow your glutes. Um, So your glutes Um, are comprised of three different muscles. So you've got your gluteus medius, which sits like at the top of the glutes, your gluteus maximus, which is most of your glutes, and the gluteus medius, which is kind of on the side. So the side booty there. Um, So we want to be able to engage all three of those muscle groups in different ways. And we want to do that through what's called compound movements. And compound movements or exercises are ones that kind of engage a lot of those muscle groups. So if you're just to do, um, let's say, leg extensions or something like that, Mm. that's really only engaging your quadriceps. It's not so you're the front of your thighs, it's not engaging your hamstrings or your glutes or anything like that. So my favorite exercises are the hip thrust, uh, which is probably my number one, because it engages everything. So all three of those glute muscles, your hamstrings, your quadriceps, it's a compound movement. Um, And then deadlifts are great. Um, It doesn't have to be super intense, like you see in the gym, you can just start out with (laughs) like, light dumbbells to start always start off light never go for super heavy weights um and then i love lunges lunges are another compound exercise engaging all of um the glutes and the quads the thighs so look at those kinds of movements start with those and then at the end of your workout you want to do what's called like accessory exercises Mm -hmm. Um, so these are basically your exercises that engage maybe one or two of your muscle groups. So, you know, the the donkey kick, one of the most popular ones that, that you see girls doing um on a table. So those are great, but do those at the end of the workout because those aren't really necessarily for growing the glutes, but it's gonna help um tone the glutes. So you want those heavy lifts that you can increase the weight. Do consistently engage as much muscle groups as possible. Um, And then you do your isolation exercises or, or your accessory exercises at the end. So those little movements that you do with lighter weight that help engage and kind of burn out that muscle a little bit.
0: Got so, it, so
1: that's that's your first step. Um and then second step is to look at your nutrition. Um so nutrition is about 80% of your overall results. Exercise is unfortunately only about 20. <laughs> So if you're trying to grow muscle, you need to be eating in a caloric surplus. So what that means is you need to be eating more calories than you're burning off. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, you need to gain weight to grow muscle. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's a tough process. And that's kind of a a tough pill to swallow, especially for women who have always been kind of brainwashing conditioned to lose weight. So what you're telling me I need to gain weight now? Yes, unfortunately, to grow muscle, you do need to put on weight. But if you're eating in a healthy whole food way, you're exercising regularly, that's going to be shown in curves and muscle, not in um, excess fat. So just doing it in a smart way, doing your research, um, eating a whole food diet doesn't mean eating McDonald's three times a day because I'm growing my glutes and I need my calories. No, we want to do so in a healthy way. Um, And that's going to lead you to the results you want, not excessive fat, like I mentioned.
0: Got it. Okay. And then just to make a mental note of those exercises, you said hip (laughs) thrusts, deadlifts, and lunges, right?
1: Yep. Those those are three really good ones. Um, I forgot to mention squats, again, are an amazing one as well. Um, if any of those don't really speak to you or you've tried them, you just don't like it. You can even look that up online. So compound exercises for the glutes, there's lots to choose from. Um, and also it's important to note that you don't want to be switching up your workout too often. Um, people think, Oh, you know, I need to, you know, keep my body guessing, I need to keep switching it up. No, you want to stay consistent. So pick four to six exercises that you're going to do for your glutes. Um, Try and do them at least twice a week uh, with, you know, two or three days of rest in between for recovery. Um, And try that program for about six to eight weeks. And what you want to focus on is what's called progressive overload. So what that means is you want to be able to be increasing the weights as you go. So every week you should be aiming to increase the weights, even just a little bit, even by, you know, five pounds or two pounds, whatever, um, to create a new stimulus. Cause if you stay at the same weight for, for, you know, a long duration of time, a few weeks, your body's getting used to it. And it's not really, um, benefiting or going to change because it doesn't have any new stimulus. It doesn't have anything to work with anymore because it's too Mm -hmm. used to that weight. So if you can't necessarily lift more weight, if you're kind of stuck at a certain weight, you can't really go any heavier from there, then try incorporating more sets. So maybe you were at three sets previously, try doing four sets instead. So you're doing more work, but you didn't increase the weight. So it doesn't always have to be about weights, um, you can change your tempo. So how fast you're doing it, maybe you pause at the top and go slower on the way down, that's going to add, add some um, good stress on the muscle. So that's going to create a new change as well. Um, so constantly trying to change up how you're lifting the weights, uh, whether again, that's through increasing the weight, changing your tempo, changing your sets, um, all of that is is really good and beneficial for, for growing your glutes.
0: Got it. Got it. And um, I was going to mention what about like that muscle mind connection and not just going through the motion. I know I struggled with this a lot in the beginning. What do you recommend for like practicing that muscle mind connection so we can get those like results that we want to see?
1: Yeah, the mind to muscle connection. I actually did a whole uh, podcast episode about this because it's something that's so important. Um, so the mind to muscle connection is, for those who don't know, is essentially when you're connecting your your mind to the muscle that you're trying to target in a given exercise. Um, So again, let's just go back to glutes because we were talking about it. Um, It's your ability to concentrate on the glute muscle um, to be able to engage it properly during exercise. So let's say maybe you were doing the hip thrusts and you're like, I don't feel it in my glutes. I just feel it in my, th- in my thighs or my quads. So mm-hmm. that means you're not connecting to the mind to muscle connection. So what you can do, and what I suggest is to do a good warm up with glute activated exercises to warm your glutes up. So mm-hmm. most of us during the day, we're seated, we're sitting in our car, going to work. We sit at our job, we sit and watch TV. It's a lot of sedentary, um, sedentary lifestyle that we're leading most of the time. um, And we're at the gym, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half out of the day. So our glutes are usually what's called turned off. So they haven't really been activated very much. Um, so, you want to warm them up and wake them up with some warm up exercises. So, things like clamshells, um, you can use a band to help engage those muscles. Um, you can do some glute bridges off of a mat, uh, like on the floor you can do some like side leg raises. Again, there's a lot you can look up online. So glute activated exercises. So that's going to help wake up the muscle. And then when you're doing those glute exercises in your workout, you're going to be able to turn that mind to muscle connection on easier because they're, um, prepared they're warmed up you're going to be able to focus on them more you're going to feel it more in your workout which is important not only for getting the benefit out of the exercise but preventing injury so you don't want to be you know pulling from your back instead of your glutes so um, it's really important not just for for the benefit of the exercise but for safety so definitely look up those exercises And when doing the movement, you really want to be concentrating. You don't want to just be thinking about what you're going to do tonight, what you're going to make for dinner or the song. (laughs) You want to be be thinking about the muscle and you want to be engaging it. So even engaging it prior to the movement is really going to help. So kind of squeezing your glutes even before you do a hip thrust or a deadlift or a squat, um, feel the muscle tightening and feel it working um, is really going to help you engage it properly throughout the movement
0: got it okay and then i know you mentioned doing those like accessory um workouts in the like afterwards Mm -hmm. after your workout Mm -hmm. so do you recommend doing them both like in the beginning and after so
1: um the Isolation exercises at the end, that's more with actual weights. Um, oh, so, okay. using cables and the dumbbells, um, so like things like hamstring curls and like glute abductions, the donkey kicks, those are all using weights and machines, whereas the glute activation warm up exercises are more done just body weight on a mat. Um, You can use with a band as well. So just different. We're not trying to use weights right at the beginning. We're just trying to engage the muscle. So a booty band is awesome. You can look those up online. Um, Or even just using body weight is, is, is perfectly fine.
0: Got it. Okay. Thank you for that information. Um, and for my last question, I did want to ask you, what is your favorite thing about being a PT trainer? And do you have anyone who inspires you on your fitness journey?
1: Yeah. Um, oh, Personal training for me is not just about helping people achieve um, health. It's kind of like a whole lifestyle experience. I yeah. get to help not only do I get to know people better, because I'm a people person, I love to get to know them. um, And I get to help them on their journey. So it's, again, it's not just helping them get in shape, it's me helping them on this journey of feeling confident, feeling like themselves doing that inner work to know what exactly they're doing and the relationship that they have with themselves. And I help them build upon that in like a healthy and sustainable way. And being able to be there for somebody um, is just Mm -hmm. so amazing. And it's such an honor to be able to be there in in that in that kind of capacity. It's it's kind of a lot of responsibility when um, people kind of put almost their health in your hands, so to speak. Um, It's it's all of them. It's the work is all coming from them. But they're looking up to you as a mentor and um, to really help pave that path for them. So it's quite an honor to be able to do so. Um, And your question about who inspires me? Oh my gosh, I have so many um, kind of (laughs) the ladies who I started out with like working out like the exercise video I mentioned at the beginning of of the episode today. Um, So Katrina Hodgson and Karina Dawn They're amazing. They're from Tone It Up, and they've got like lots of online videos. They've always inspired me. They have such a beautiful community for women. And that's what I first started out with before I even got into weightlifting and more advanced exercises. I started out with them and Mm. they made me feel comfortable and they made me feel safe. It wasn't necessarily about the workouts themselves. It was just their attitude. And I think that's the most important thing is you don't just need a trainer who is going to help you get in shape. You need someone who's going to make you feel safe and, um, not so vulnerable because it is a vulnerable position you're putting yourself in when you're getting trained and you're at the gym you're scared you're nervous you you don't know what to expect so you want to feel safe you want to feel like you can communicate um and and that you have a friend and it's a mentor that you you believe in and you trust in um so i i've got so many and uh yeah i'm just so grateful for the journey that they they helped pave for me yeah
0: Definitely. And I love how the way that you go about fitness training and how you make it um, very unique to I feel like every single one of your clients. So I think that that's very powerful for a lot of women. And I want to thank you so much for coming on her way today. I've definitely learned so much from you and as I hope everyone else.
1: Uh, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to talk with you. It, it, it was great. And I'm happy to share this journey. And I wish health and happiness for all of you who are listening. And thank you so much, Juliana. This was a pleasure.
0: Yes, of course. Well, thank you to those listening as well. And don't forget, you can find Emily on Emily Bright Fitness and Health Coaching dot com. Right yes Perfect. all right and you can find me on herway.podcast on instagram to talk further um so thank you for tuning in and i will see you all next time